Recovering Queen. The Queen Fan Podcast where we talk about and play the songs we love. With Jay, Matt and Ian. Welcome to Recovering Queen, the Queen podcast where we take a famous or not so famous Queen song, do a cover version of the Queen song, and talk about what we've learned about the methods and the madness of the greatest band there's ever been in the world of all time, ever, <laughs> Queen. My name's Ian, and with me, as ever, are Jay and Matt. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, I've seen you guys Jay and Ian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. What have you been up to? Mainly covering Queen songs. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so last week I said that I wasn't. I, I was making no apology for doing a track off Hot Space, but I kind of feel that maybe an apology is in order this week because <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a song off Hot yes. Space again. Yeah, we are doing yet another song oh, of all, our uh, assault all... on trying to complete yeah. Hot Space as complete as, as quickly as possible. It turns out that we're doing another track off of Hot Space. <laughs> Got not many left to do is there some tricky no. ones well, it's not well, hey so listeners which one do you think it's going to be that's that's right that's that's <laughs> correct it, it is calling all girls well done well, so i suppose the, uh, the there's less to guess from now we've done this is, is this the seventh one yeah it's a lot isn't it we've done a lot we've done wow. a lot but it's a good track love this track actually do Being you honest. Oh, the, the, I think we're going to have a flipperoo here from it's, last week's scenario. It's a flipperoo type situation. <laughs> yeah, it, it really FTS. is. Yes. Well, it's, let's start with the positives, Jay. What what <laughs> what do you love about this track? Well, I I, I, I do you know what I think I just love melodies. At the end of the day, I think it's got a good melody. I think that's almost enough for me. I mean, sure, I like a good beat, and you know, um, we will rock you. And, and do you so think on. this has but a good melody? I think it's got a great. Yeah, I love this melody. Um, yeah, na, na, na. yeah, yeah. That's a little bit of it there. Yeah, it's I can't explain it. Can anyone explain it? No, I, I can't explain. You know, can why anyone you explain think why it's why a good you... melody? No, <laughs> no. But can anyone explain why? It hardly any... feels There's... transcendent. Oh no! Oh yeah, it's I, not I, like I'm... you take my breath away, melody. No, or... no, no. It, it isn't. It isn't. And I'm, I'm not saying that. But I like it. <laughs> um, I like the fact that it's Roger coming. And again, you know, Roger's, well, I, I do like a few Roger tracks, but he, I, I, I generally, you know, gravitate towards the Freddie and the John tracks. Um, but this is Roger coming on board with his, is it, sing, it was a single? Yeah, of course it was a single. It was a really Weirdly, great video. Weirdly, it's a single, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah, single, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great single, video yeah. as well, um, which we can talk about uh, anon. But yeah, it's quite simple. And I always love songs that are, and this is where I'm going to disagree with you. I think it is slightly transcendental in in that the lyrical content is love does transcend everything. And even though it's a very simple song, I like, you know, I'm probably a little bit um, naive, but I like songs where the, the message is love and the mess and, and that actually conquers all. And it's, you know, it's a very universal idea, but, but for me, yeah, it's simple, but it works. So, yeah, good on you, Roger. Yeah, I think the lyrics only work in context with the the, the, the video kind of make it better, doesn't it? Because it sort mm. of, it feels like it is set in a dystopian future where you're, you know, spreading this message of love, which is weirdly a bit like the We Will Rock You musical, I was thinking today. 
It's got that kind of cheesy, yeah, let's spread the word in this dystopian future where everyone's, where rock music is banned. Yeah, yeah, where you have to, you, you have to yeah, sail yeah, across the seven seas of Rye to get there, don't you? Yeah, that's right. To yeah. Bohemia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you've got to play the game. And lots of people will bite the dust on the way. <laughs> no! All right, no! enough. Enough. I'm not sure. I think uh, I'm not sure we're allowed to talk about the musical on this, uh, on this podcast. Well, we have to mini episode it one day. Yeah. yeah. So I think Matt makes a great point, actually, that the video, I'm, I'm assuming, came later and, of course, is uh, based on the... the, the the George Lucas film, THX 13, what is it? 1138. Yeah. Yeah. Just, has anyone seen that? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen, yeah. I've seen bits of it and, and I certainly know what it is. Um, and it's, that mm. is my cup of tea. I quite like, uh, you know, like Logan's run and rollerball and these sort of seventies dystopian fact, type vibes. I think you've seen it in, cause I oh, think okay. we saw it together at the Salford university culture club. Really? God, mm. I, I don't remember saying, yeah, I don't remember. Because yeah. I, I watched, uh, as ever, I treated myself to a bit of the commentary of uh, uh, Brian and Roger <laughs> talking about it, the gift that keeps giving. And uh, they gave it, a, well, particularly Roger, he's particularly disdainful of you, you the You can video. tell they hate, they, you can tell by watching the video that those two were not committed to the video. No, absolutely. And it starts so badly with, with, uh, Brian, uh, Freddie tries well with that initial chord, and then Roger and Brian sort of pull really funny faces. Like yeah, yeah, Brian yeah. just looked, he, he looks well miserable. Yeah, it, it does a sort of almost like an Austin Powers look to side thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're not committed to the video no. in whatsoever. Well, they're not really in it much, are they? So we don't we don't need them to be that committed to it. So uh, I think Freddie puts in a great performance in the video, and he looks and great, doesn't he, Freddie? He, he does. Yeah. He looks fantastic and I I love his posturing in it. It's bombastic posturing in this sort of, this dystopian world full of metal robots that are, you know, trying to suppress love and sex in you and, and and then what is it? Freddie finds uh, an illegal mate, doesn't he? So he's then in big trouble. And 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 he's telling her to spread the message. It's really good, isn't it? I wondered what you were going to say. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, she's very good looking, isn't she? The woman that plays opposite me in the video. Mm. So I was quite struck by that. Yeah, yeah, very, very, you know. yeah, beautiful. And do you know? I think there's something really funny about these videos. Um, <laughs> that, Whether that, they try and act, <laughs> they try and act. It's I, I find it like cringy. Quite well, no, I find it charming. It like, is cringy, but it's it's like um, charming in a dad's army kind of. Way. In a way, it's a bit like <laughs> Judas Priest when you've got Rob Halford and KK oh. Downing and Glenn Tipton in the back of a car, and they're they're about to rob a bank. Yeah. And you're going, oh my god! They're actually—they think they're in Reservoir Dogs or something, or Once Upon a Time in America. And it's absolutely brilliant. There's a real charm to it that you don't. No one would let you do that anymore, would they? No, no, no. no it's no. hyper hyper choreographized videos. Yeah. And- yeah so yeah, I, I, you get to see a little bit of personality, I think, in in moments like that. So I'm a big fan of this video. Mm. I can't imagine it was. Uh, I can't re- imagine it was ever wi- widely screened or seen no. at the time. Well, it was a flop, wasn't it? Massive mm. flop. Wasn't yep. released in England, by the way. So we never had it as a single. I'm, uh, in I'm the UK. so surprised they would even consider this song as a single. As a single. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just for for me, it's a really one of Roger's weakest writing. Well, well you, you say that, and it's the first Roger Taylor pen song to be released as a single. Is that right? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> I mean, that's why. What a kicker that yeah. is. Well, maybe that's why 
I mean, Action This Day is a better song than this. Why wouldn't they release that? Yeah, it, it, yeah, he's done better songs for sure before yeah. this one, um, yes. and we all know what they are. Um, have but, you heard the live? But have you heard the live version? So it's never performed in Europe, is it? But it, but they did. Yeah. It's on the live at the bowl DVD, isn't it? The 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 the, the Japanese calling all girls. Ah, yes. Yeah, it is. US and Japan. Yeah, mm. versions. Yeah, very. It's very similar to the studio version. I think they do a, a good uh, a good version of it. Some of Brian's guitar works fantastic on it in the solo but, but it's towards John, the end. Yeah, but it's John Deacon's bass. He's got a completely different bass line. That's that's really cool as well. I think it's like a. It adds a whole new dimension to it. Like oh, it's, how does that it, go? It, play, it can well. I, I I can't hum it, but it, it's <laughs> but it's completely different. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He, he's playing something completely different to the to the album version. But it's really. I, I think it's really nice. And weirdly, there's a bit where it gets in the middle in the live version where it actually sounds a little bit like Rush. That kind of Rush signals era. Rush. Oh, cool. And and, and I, th- I but I think it's because it. The, ho- the overall thing sounds a bit like the police, doesn't it? That kind of new new wave mm. sound that the police had, mm. but which Rush emulated. But then, yeah, somehow it, it a rock band doing the police thing sounds a little bit like <laughs> Rush. I think I think yeah. that's why it is. I, but I, it, but it, it's really good. I, I love the live version. I, I found it well c- comparable to the the track itself. To me, there's just not enough quality in the actual song itself for them yeah. to yeah, trans. That's it. trans- Form it to be anything other than the kind of same song. Obviously, they play it well. Freddie's vocals are obviously great when they do when they do it live. But with that, it's with that as the base material, it's difficult to to, to do anything with it. And I'm not surprised. Well, I am surprised it was a single. I'm not surprised it was a flop. And I'm kind of not surprised that um, it was. Well, I say promptly dropped from the set. They played it like thirty nine or forty times in total. So it was yeah. they'd obviously committed to it and it was a it was a regular. Well I think it's probably nice to play, isn't it? And there's but I, I totally agree. This is why I don't I, I I really agree with Ian and totally disagree with Jay. I think it's a terrible the like the bass melody and the bass song is pretty awful. The production though I think's really good on the production's on, on great, the, isn't it? On the on the album. Yeah, yeah. But it's not hot space, is it? It's no. again it, I mean it is Roger totally going, I'm just going to ignore the I'm going to ignore the brief for this album. And I'm listening to the police at the at the moment, yeah, so yeah. I'm just going to do that kind of thing. And there's some great bits in, like the needle scratching across the record mm-hmm. as the kind of like like extra. But it's things like that when I listen to a song and it really relies on a piece of production, like like that, and, yeah. and it relies on that. You think, yeah, they've had to stick that in because as a song, it doesn't quite hold up on its no, own. No, there's just you would never sit. You think it'd be a bit of a plodder without that. Oh, we can you imagine sitting around a campfire going, I've got this song and getting your guitar out and going, I've got this message, ding, 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 ding. And, and you and you play. Oh, come I on, carry I, on, like, do a bit yeah. more, I like it. <laughs> Maybe you should have covered I, it, man. Yeah, and I, I think it doesn't, I don't think it holds up as a song. You wouldn't be able to play it on a guitar and 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 captivate an audience without the extra little bits of production that make it bearable. Well, I, well, I, I, I found that do, doing the cover of it, and uh, you know, with apologies to, to Roger, it's probably not my not my finest hour um, because there's all those weird gaps in it. You've got the the verse, which is which is quite okay, and that's quite fun to play. And I was trying to do a, a almost a campfire kind of strummy version of it. Ended up sounding like those um, Latin bands that disturb you when you're having a, a restaurant meal. Or something they, you know, they do those big harmony vocals. Ended up sounding a little bit like that. But you've got that weird thing where it's those stab chords after the main verse that then goes into the chorus. 
very difficult to know what to do mm. there. Mm. What, what's what's that bit about? I mean, on the record, that's one of the bits that I think the production's great. The guitars sound absolutely fantastic on that. The, yep. the acoustic guitar is so brilliantly played and recorded. Well, it's Roger, isn't it, as well? Roger, it? D- Roger does all the guitars on it. Like That's been confirmed yeah. by Brian. Mm. But as a, as a songwriting bit, it's yeah. curious. Um, and, the, and the chorus, yeah, it's 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 fine, um, but it doesn't really go anywhere. And it's it's the same thing. He hasn't really, you know, put a little extra chord at the end or something to take it about, mm. take it out of it a bit more elegantly, no, and then and then straight no. back into it. No, no, I've, no, no, far too harsh. You've both been far too harsh. This, this, <laughs> this for me is this is like the start of the great Roger trilogy. Um, you know the, the the Radio Gaga, the uh, the kind of magic. You know they're not. Well, kind of magic isn't. You know it's got a great bass line. It's not. You you wouldn't say it's got an amazing melody line, but it's still a. You know it just for me it works. This is this is mm. part of Roger g- coming into writing big pop tunes for me. Oh, but this Radio is, Gaga is is in on a completely different level to this. I would say both of those are on a completely different level. Yeah, especially No, absolutely, I agree with that. But but this is, which is what I'm saying. This for me is the first time that he's going. Okay, maybe I can write a big song rather right. than rather than yeah. I can write like you know, fight from the inside, which is what he does best. He's so thinking, I'm, how can I translate this onto a bigger scale? So for me, this is his first. Uh, uh, opening salvo into that world, if you like, and right. I think he does a yeah, yeah. fine, fine job. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe, a good point. Maybe. That, I like that, that is a very good point. Mm. But you don't, you don't. There's no pop stars called Lady Calling All Girls, is there? What, what's that? I don't even know what that means. Well, there is a well, there is one called Lady Gaga, for example. Oh, right, <laughs> that's how good that song is. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I, I thought you meant something completely different, and I didn't really want to open it up for discussion because I didn't know oh, what you okay. meant. Okay, that's fair enough. But you did, and then we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> Which is good. I've got, I've got a, I've got a question for the audience that uh, maybe people can answer it on the Twitter, and that is: this song is a Roger Taylor track where he doesn't sing at all, no backing vocals, no lead vocals. Is there another example of this? Ooh. That's a very good question. Do write in listeners on the Twitter at Recovering Q. Or well, we've mm. got an email address we have. Info at recoveringqueen.co.uk. Do get in yeah. touch. I check it about once a month, so don't get too scared. All right. Like, like we said, we had a <laughs> um, uh, the call out for people to contribute to their own covers of Queen or maybe do a guitar solo for us or a bit of singing or something. Um, the call out went, went, went quite well. We've had a few responses back of people that have volunteered uh, to appear on the podcast in subsequent shows. So again, if you fancy contributing at any level, really, then um, do get in touch with us. Obviously, yeah. don't suggest a song we've already done because there's plenty <laughs> left in the catalogue and we can't yet go back and rehash the, uh, the stuff we already have done. Mm. And any, anyone, quite literally anyone can get involved, can't they? Because you, if you, you're a singer, you don't have to write the song uh, you know, sorry, um, not write the song, but actually play the song. You can say, I just want to sing, and then maybe we can do the backing. You know, if you're a drummer and you just want to put the drums down, then that, that, that'll oh, get yeah, us off. That, that would be good, be great. wouldn't it? Just sending us the drum track and then we have to do the rest. That'd be cool. Yeah, so it could be anything, you know, just just drop us a line and, and we'll work out how best that we can incorporate your talents into the wonderful world of Recovering Queen. So... I think one last thing to do, gentlemen, and that is the scores on the doors. 
for the proto-pop song of Roger Taylor, Calling All Girls. Well, Jay, what are yeah, you going to give it? Well, I just, sorry, but did we discuss your, your um, not crazy time signature, but the time signature that you did on the song? Because you did, did quite a different version, didn't you, that's probably worth talking about? All right, yeah. Well, I just stuck it in 3-4 just to see what would happen. As I said, I was trying to, you know, could a kind of campfire slightly you know strummy acoustic version of it just to see what happened it uh, t- t- turned out to sound a little bit different than i was expecting but you know it is it, it is what it is i don't think the source material is is that great so i don't think it was ever going to be transformative but um yeah so ch- change the type signature put a little um acoustic classical kind of guitar line over the top and harmonized the uh, the chorus like crazy yeah, because it does sound very different, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I, I, I played it all as well. So other other discussions we were having in subsequent in previous podcasts, we were talking about not playing to the grid. So as an experiment, I just recorded this straight in, no click track, no nothing. Everything is played. So there's a couple of times where it slightly skews out of time, not not severely, but um, I thought I'm just going to leave it like that just to, to kind of illustrate the point for those uh, people that are interested in such things, that that's what it sounds like if you play everything and don't have it on the grid. So it's as close as I could get it to a played thing. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I was just thinking a, a little bit about what Matt was saying earlier on um, about the simplicity of the track. And yeah, it made me think of some of the Beatles tracks as we were going along and actually how simple some of those melodies are. And and for me, it doesn't necessarily need to be very complex, it just needs to lock into something. Maybe it's the bass or, or something that you feel, you know, in your bones somewhere that, 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 that really is agreeable to you. So yeah, with all that being considered, I'd probably put it at a six. Six, mm. okay. Six. Mm. I, I thought you were going to go higher, but yeah. Uh, for, no. I, I think this is almost the definition of an absolute also-ran track on an album. You know, every every album except your thrillers and stuff like that have got them. This, this is maximum three for me. Three? Ooh, okay outrageous <laughs> the same <laughs> just saying <laughs> and um yeah for me it's a particularly uninspired roger song even if it is i, I, I like your um, no i do like know, that, the beginning Jay. of um, roger's that writing skills com- coming starting to come through as they really did in latter mm. queen obviously um but mm. for me this just doesn't doesn't hit the mark he's written better stuff on the same album so this for me is a four lucky number 13 oof not a great score. So here is Ian's version of Calling All Girls. Girls. Love. 
Take a message of love 